Hello and welcome to Leftist Reading, a podcast where I'm a leftist and I read things. We're continuing with the curriculum of Marxism and Leninism, and we are approaching the end of the very chunky chapter 2 of the book. It might in fact be this recording, but if not this one, the next one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, After which, chapter 3, much shorter. So we are upcoming to the end of this book, and uh, it has been long, and some of that is definitely my gaps, but I'm looking forward to kicking on to something new afterwards. But without any more delay, let's get started. 3. Law of Negation of Negation The Law of Negation of Negation describes the fundamental and universal tendency of movement and development to occur through dialectical negation forming a cyclical form of development through what is termed negation of negation. A. Definition of negation and dialectical negation. The world continuously and endlessly changes and develops. Things, phenomena, and ideas that arise, exist, develop, and perish are replaced by other things, phenomena, and ideas. One form of existence is replaced with another form of existence, again and again, continuously through this development process. This procedure is called negation. All processes of movement and development take place through negation. From certain perspectives, negations can be seen as endpoints to the development, and thus existence, of a given thing, phenomenon, or idea, which we can think of as terminal negations, see annotation 195, But from other perspectives, negations can also create the conditions and premises for new developments. Such negations, which create such conditions and premises for the development of things and phenomena, are called dialectical negation. Annotation 195. Negation refers to any act of motion or transformation which arises from contradiction. Specifically, negation is what occurs when one opposing side completely overcomes the other. Nothing in our universe can transform or move all by itself without any contradiction. Thus, negation drives all development and motion of all things, phenomena, and ideas. See annotation 119. There are various forms of negation, and the same negation process may be seen to take different forms, depending on viewpoint of analysis, see Annotation 11 and Annotation 114, as depicted in the diagram below. Figure 1. Negation. Things, phenomena, and ideas arise, exist, develop, perish, and are replaced. An overview of various forms of negation as they relate to dialectical development. Dialectical negation occurs when the end of development leads directly to some new development process. Dialectical negation occurs through quality shifts, see annotation 117, which themselves occur through negation of opposite sides. Figure 2. Replacement negation perspective of military weapons. Replacement negation refers to the replacement of one thing, phenomenon, or idea with another through dialectical negation. Translation note. The terms terminal negation and replacement negation do not appear in the original Vietnamese text, we chose to assign terms to these concepts for clarity. Replacement negation occurs when one thing, phenomenon, or idea takes the place of another. Replacement negation is always a dialectical process, where one subject is replaced gradually by another. Replacement may be relatively fast or slow, but it is never instantaneous. Nothing can pop in and out of existence instantaneously. For example, swords were gradually replaced by firearms as the primary weapons of war over the course of many centuries. Today, swords have been completely replaced by firearms on the battlefield. This was a process of replacement negation. Weapons are still used in war, but the type of weapon has been completely replaced. Development continues, even though development of swords as battle weapons has essentially ended. Figure 3 Terminal negation perspective of sword development. Terminal negation refers to the end of a specific cycle of development. Terminal negation is what happens when development completely ends for a given thing, phenomenon, or idea. For example, from one viewpoint, the development of swords as weapons of war can be seen as having ended, having been terminally negated. 
due to the innovation of firearms. In essence, swords are no longer developed nor implemented in modern warfare. Replacement negation and terminal negation must be considered in relative terms. From one viewpoint, we can see the rise of firearms as the underlying reason for the terminal negation of military use of swords. Today, no army on Earth uses swords as primary battlefield weapons, and militaries no longer develop sword technology for battlefield use. However, from another viewpoint, the development of battlefield weapons has continued on long after the end of the primacy of swords, and it could be said that firearms have replaced swords as the primary battlefield weapon. Consider the death of a human being. From one perspective, death is a terminal negation. The person's consciousness has ended, and no further development of consciousness will occur for that individual. From other perspectives, development continues. The individual may have had children who will continue their familial lineage. They may have contributed ideas which will continue to impact other people for centuries to come, and so on. In that sense, replacement negation may be viewed as dialectical negation. For example, someone studying modes of transportation in the history of the USA may see the process of steam locomotives replacing horses and then cars replacing steam locomotives as processes of dialectical negation from the overarching perspective of the transportation system. Materialist dialectics is concerned with all forms of negation but focuses primarily on dialectical negation. Therefore, materialist dialectics is not just a theory of transformation in general, but fundamentally a theory of development. Annotation 196. All transformation is driven by negation. Development is a process specifically of dialectical negation, which is a specific form of transformation in which an end of development creates the conditions for new development, either through internal quality shifts or through replacement by some external subject. Materialist dialectics is primarily concerned with dialectical negation, which drives development, because it is development which brings forth continuous change in our world. Terminal negations and other forms of transformation, which do not drive further development, are of limited utility, and can only represent certain limited viewpoints, i.e. the viewpoint of that which is terminated. From a broader perspective, nearly all terminations are replaced in some way or another by some other form of development. For instance, even when a person dies, although the consciousness of that person may terminate, there will be continuous impacts which will be carried forward from the deceased person's lifetime of consciousness, as well as from the developments which arise from the death itself. The dialectical definition of negation differs greatly from metaphysical conceptions of development, see annotation 201, which are essentially viewed as terminal. From the metaphysical perspective, all things, phenomena, and ideas are viewed as separate from one another. Therefore, negations are viewed as terminal processes which bring development processes to their ends. Figure 4. Metaphysical Perspective of Terminal Negation the metaphysical perspective of terminal negation views negation as an essentially terminal process representing the end point of the existence of a static and isolated thing, phenomenon, or idea. In the above example, the metaphysical framework would present smashing a vase with a hammer as a terminal negation from the perspective of the observer. Once the vase is smashed, the vase is considered to no longer exist, and the broken shards are not considered to be a vase anymore. Materialist dialectics, on the other hand, view the shards as merely a developed form of the vase, a transition to a new stage of development. The negation was only terminal from the perspective of the vase itself. Excerpt from Vietnam High School's Freshman Civic Education textbook. Quote, Metaphysical and dialectical negation share one commonality. They both see development as the replacement of an old subject with a new subject. However, metaphysical negation happens when outside forces impact on a subject, deleting completely the existence of the old subject. According to this metaphysical perspective, the old subject and the new subject, which replaces it, do not have any connection. Dialectical negation fundamentally differs from metaphysical negation because it views development as a process of internal development. 
Dialectical negation does not view complete erasure or deletion of any former subject. Instead, dialectical development sees the older subject, which is replaced, negated, as the premise or basis of existence for the new subject. Comparison examples. Metaphysical negation, the earthquake destroyed the house. Dialectical negation, the house was impacted by the external force of an earthquake, which caused it to collapse due to internal characteristics of the house itself, which could not withstand the forces of the earthquake. The debris from the collapsed house will be cleared away and will continue to develop. The space where the house stood will also continue to develop in some way, with the earthquake and the resulting collapse serving as the basis for this further development. Metaphysical negation, water eroded the mountain. Dialectical negation, the external force of water caused erosion by transferring material away from the mountain due to the internal characteristics of the mountain's composite material. The water, the material of which was washed away, and the mountain will all continue to develop. The erosion process will be the basis for this further development. Metaphysical negation. The car has a new tire because it ran over a nail. Dialectical negation. The external force of the nail caused the tire to permanently deflate due to the internal characteristics of the tire, which could not withstand running over a nail. This served as the basis for further development. The old tire was removed and will be disposed of, which will serve as the basis for further development, i.e. the tire may be recycled or sent to a landfill. The removal of the tire serves as the basis for the further development of a new tire being installed. Metaphysical negation. When you add water, sunlight, and nutrition to a seed, it will grow into a plant. Dialectical negation. The seed went through a process of negation as a sprout grew, through various stages of development, into a plant, facilitated by outside forces, such as water, nutrition, sunlight, etc. The seed would not grow in isolation, as well as the internal characteristics of the plant itself. The seed served as the basis of the sprout's development. The spread then served as the basis for the growth of a seedling, and the seedling served as the basis for the growth of a fully grown plant. All of this development was driven by negation processes as quantity shifts gradually led to quality shifts through those various stages of development. As you can see from the examples above, the metaphysical perspective focuses on external forces affecting a given subject and views every development process as terminal, with a beginning, middle, and end. The metaphysical perspective thus views negation as a termination of the subject, and by extension, of development. Materialist dialectics, on the other hand, views development as a continuous and never-ending process of mutual impact, negation, and further negation of each negation. A comprehensive and historical viewpoint, see Annotation 114, must thus be sought to fully comprehend development and negation processes. Dialectical negation has two basic characteristics, objectivity and inheritance. Dialectical negation is objective because negation arises from contradictions which exist between two opposite sides. These opposing sides may exist within a thing, phenomenon, or idea, but the opposing sides are still, by definition, externally opposed to one another from the perspective of either side. Annotation 197. Though any given negation may be viewed as terminal from a certain perspective, materialist dialectics is most concerned with processes of development wherein the end of one stage of development creates the conditions for further development. See Annotation 117. Therefore, every development is simultaneously an internal and an external process, depending on perspective. Development processes may, from certain perspectives, be seen to take place within a subject or between two subjects, but they are always external, and therefore objective, see annotation 108, from the perspective of either opposing side while simultaneously internal to the relationship. For example, the relationship between a husband and wife may be seen as an internal process of development of the marriage from the perspective of a marriage counsellor. However, from their own perspectives, each opposing side, i.e. the husband and the wife, see one another as external to each other. 
Therefore, the development of a marriage may be seen as an internal process, but the mutual impacts and negations which occur within the relationship are objective and external forces from the perspective of either opposing side. This is important because it means that all development and all negation are essentially objective processes. Therefore, no entity has complete, omniscient control over any development process. We must, therefore, understand the nature of development and negation in order to be able to properly plan and affect change in our world. Dialectical negation is, therefore, the result of the process of resolving inevitable contradictions within a subject, i.e. a relationship, itself. Dialectical negation allows for the old to be replaced by the new, thereby creating trends of development. Therefore, dialectical negation is also self-negation. Annotation 198. To reiterate, from the perspective of either opposing side, development is an external objective process. From the perspective of the contradictory relationship, processes of development are internal processes of self-negation. Thus, dialectical negation is both an objective process which no entity can completely control, while simultaneously an internal process of self-negation and self-development. If two nations go to war, either nation may view the war as an objective, external, developing process, but from a wider perspective, the war is an internal development process of the diplomatic relationship between the two warring nations. This is drastically different from the metaphysical perspective, which views any negation process as a purely external process of development wherein one subject is permanently deleted from existence, then replaced by another subject. See annotation 196. From the metaphysical perspective, a war is simply a conflict between two distinct and separate nations, and the conclusion of the war is a terminal negation which ends development of the war. From the materialist dialectic perspective, on the other hand, the end of the war would be seen as the basis of future development of the relationship between the two formerly warring nations. Dialectical negation also has an inheritance characteristic. When one opposing side negates another, the remaining side inherits factors from the negated side which are suitable with present conditions. Annotation 199. Every negation process arises from contradictions between two opposing sides. Within any such negation process, we can think of one side as the negator and the other side as the negated. Negation, like all relational processes, leads to mutual impact between both sides. See annotation 136. Therefore, the negated will impact the negator. In other words, the negated side will be somehow reflected in the negator. See annotation 68. This means that the negator will inherit and carry forward certain attributes, factors, and characteristics which it receives from the negated side. Again, consider a war between two nations. Even if one nation completely conquers and subjugates the other in total victory, the victorious nation will still inherit certain factors from the defeated nation. Which factors are inherited will depend on the conditions. The victorious nation may pick up some cultural aspects from the defeated nation, such as cuisine, fashion, etc. They may incorporate tactics and strategies which they observe the defeated enemy using on the battlefield, and so on. The point is that the victorious nation will be impacted in some way by the defeated nation. The factors which are adopted will be suitable with the present conditions. Take, for example, a car breaking down due to engine failure. This can be seen as an opposing relationship between the car itself and the car's owner. If the present conditions are suitable, i.e. the owner has the funds and resources available, and the desire to repair the car, then the car may be repaired and continue operating for years to come. If, on the other hand, conditions aren't suitable, i.e. the owner does not have the funds or resources, or the owner no longer wants the car, then the car may be sent to the scrapyard. As another example, if a fox eats a rabbit, it will inherit certain characteristics from the rabbit. It will inherit nutrition from the rabbit's body. It may also inherit other characteristics, such as the disease the rabbit was carrying, if the conditions of the fox's biological composition are suitable, i.e. if the disease can be transferred from the rabbit 
to the fox. Dialectical negation is not a complete negation, i.e. deletion, of the old. Rather, dialectical negation is a continuity of growth in which the old develops into the new. In processes of dialectical negation, the new forms and develops on its own, see annotation 62, through the process of filtering out unsuitable factors while retaining suitable content. Vladimir Lenin described dialectical negation as not empty negation, not futile negation, not skeptical negation, vacillation and doubt is characteristic and essential in dialectics, which undoubtedly contains the element of negation, and indeed as its most important element. No, but negation as a moment of connection, as a moment of development, retaining the positive, i.e. without any vacillations, without any eclecticism. End quote. Footnote 10. Annotation 200. The passage from Lenin above comes from Clement Stutt's popular English translation of one of Lenin's notebooks. Below is our translation from the Vietnamese version of this text from the original text of this book, which we hope might be somewhat easier to understand. Quote, Dialectical negation is not empty negation. It's not negation without any thoughts. It's not skeptical negation. It's not hesitation. Skepticism is not a feature of the essence of the dialectic. Of course, dialectics includes the negative. It even plays as one of the important factors of a given subject. No, it is negation as the moment of development. Dialectical negation retains the positive, meaning there is no hesitation. There is no eclecticism. End quote. In order to understand what Lenin is saying here, we should first understand what Lenin is responding to. The above notes are referring to the chapter titled The Absolute Ideal within Hegel's Science of Logic. See note at the end of this annotation. In this chapter, Hegel recounts various critiques of dialectics and counters them. Skepticism here refers to the tendency to address all human knowledge with doubt. Philosophical skepticism never moves past two questions. 1. Is this knowledge true? 2. Will human beings ever obtain true knowledge? Skeptics of this nature engage in a sort of metaphysical inquisition in which every thesis that is ever encountered is immediately and utterly refuted, and thus negated, in the metaphysical sense of termination. See annotation 196. Eclecticism refers to philosophical and ideological conceptions which draw from a variety of theories, styles, and ideas in an unsystematic manner. Lenin contends that dialectical negation is non-eclecticist because it rises above mere rhetorical combativeness and total negation. This concept is explained more below within this notation. With all this in mind, we believe that Lenin is refuting the notion that dialectics are and can only be negative in nature. The metaphysical skeptic conception of dialectics holds that negation takes the form of rhetorical arguing and refutation, in which one idea is presented and a second idea is offered to counter the first idea, which completely and totally negates the first idea. According to this argument, dialectics is therefore a totally negative process. Figure 5. Inaccurate, fully negative, view of dialectics. A common misconception of dialectical development is that it is fully negative, insomuch as the initial thesis, initial subject, is completely negated by the antithesis, impacting subject. In fact, characteristics from both the thesis and antithesis are carried forward into the synthesis. In the chapter from Science of Logic, which Lenin is responding to in the referenced text, Hegel is arguing that the conception of dialectics as only negative, i.e. a system of thinking in which counter-arguments are presented to completely negate initial arguments, is inaccurate. Hegel explains that when one opposing side negates another, it thereafter contains in general the determination of the first opposing side within itself. In other words, after one opposing side negates another, it retains features and aspects from the opposing side which was negated. Lenin found this particular point to be so important that he wrote, This is very important for understanding dialectics, in the margin of his notebook. The reason both Hegel and Lenin found this idea, that the negator contains elements of the negated after negation, see annotation 231, 
is that this counters the accusation that dialectics are only negative. This is why Lenin's notes highlight the importance of the negator retaining the positive after negation. Lenin is pointing out that the importance of the retention of features of the negated in the negator because it is this retention which prevents dialectical development from becoming a purely negative process. Figure 6. Accurate Retention View of Dialectics In materialist dialectics, it is understood that negation is a process of retention. Characteristics from both the thesis, initial subject, and antithesis, impacting subject, are retained in the resulting synthesis. We must also understand what Lenin means when he refers to skepticism in his notes. Lenin here is referring to the philosophical view that we can never know whether or not our beliefs are true. This belief was popularly known as mockism or empirio-criticism in Lenin's time. See annotation 32. A common critique of dialectics is that it is an inherently skeptical system of thought, since dialectics is seen as a process of presenting counter-arguments to suppositional arguments. Lenin in his notes presents the idea that such skepticism is not a feature of dialectics precisely because nothing is ever completely, totally, and entirely negated. In other words, the accusation that dialectical analysis is essentially skeptical is rooted in the mistaken notion that one opposing side, i.e. a counter-argument, completely negates the original supposition. In fact, according to materialist dialectics, the negator always retains features and aspects from the negated side, which counters this critique. Thus, dialectical development, which occurs through dialectical negation, is a process of forward motion, not a process of vacillating back and forth from one position to another, and there is no skeptical hesitation preventing forward progress. This same idea, that the negator retains features from the negated, also counters another common critique of materialist dialectics, that dialectical analysis is simply a system of rhetorical sophistry, see annotation 36, and eclecticism. Eclecticism is a conceptual approach that is completely unsystematic, drawing from a variety of theories, styles, and ideas without any cohesive and all-encompassing philosophical framework. Some critics claim that dialectics must be eclecticist and sophistic in nature. These critics claim that dialectics is simply rhetorical disputation in which any given supposition is counter-argued and that this counter-argument is negation. But materialist dialectics defines negation as one contradicting side overtaking the other while retaining traces and characteristics from the negated side. It is in no way simply an act of rhetorical dispute or refutation. In summary, materialist dialectics upholds that nothing is ever completely and utterly deleted or erased from existence through negation. Instead, any time one opposing side negates another, aspects of the negated side are inherited by the negating side. Note for reference, here is Hegel's passage which Lenin is referring to from Science and Logic in the cited notes above. Quote, A universal first, considered in and for itself, shows itself to be the other of itself. Taken quite generally, this determination can be taken to mean that what is at first immediate now appears as mediated, related to another, or that the universal appears as a particular. Hence, the second term that has hereby come into being is the negation of the first, and if we anticipate the subsequent progress, the first negative. The immediate, from this negative side, has been extinguished in the other, but the other is essentially not the empty negative, the nothing, that is taken to be the usual result of dialectic. Rather, it is the other of the first, the negative of the immediate. It is therefore determined as the mediated, contains in general the determination of the first within itself. Consequently, the first is essentially preserved and retained even in the other. To hold fast the positive in its negative, and the content of the presupposition in the result, is the most important part of rational cognition. Also, only the simplest reflection is needed to furnish conviction of the absolute truth and necessity of this requirement, while with regard to the examples of proofs, the whole of logic consists of these. End quote. 
Therefore, dialectical negation is the inevitable tendency of progression of the inner relationship between the old and the new. It is the driving assertive force of all motion and development of all things, phenomena, and ideas. B. Negation of negation. In the perpetual movement of the material world, dialectical negation is an inexhaustible process. It creates a development tendency of things from lower level to higher level, taking place in a cyclical manner in the form of a spiral. Annotation 201. The concept of the spiral form of development in dialectical materialist philosophy stands in contrast to the metaphysical conception of linear development. The metaphysical viewpoint holds the development is more or less a straight line. As one subject is negated, it is replaced by another. This subject will then be negated by another, and so on, in what is essentially conceived of as a straight line of development. See Annotation 196. Figure 7. Metaphysical line development, complete replacement. The metaphysical line development model sees an initial form as being replaced or entirely negated into a completely distinct entity. In the above example, metaphysical line development simply sees raw aluminium as being negated and replaced in the real world. Once the aluminium can is created, the raw aluminium, as a metaphysical entity, is considered to no longer exist. Likewise, when the soda can is transformed into recycled aluminium, the can is considered replaced and is no longer considered to have a metaphysical existence. This conception of metaphysical line development directly contradicts the materialist dialectical concept of historical viewpoint. See Annotation 114. Dialectical Materialist Conception of Development The dialectical materialist conception of cyclical development stems from essential attributes of dialectical negation processes. 1. In every dialectical negation, the negating side inherits features and characteristics from the negated side. When the negating side is itself negated, i.e. negation of the negation, the new negating side will retain features and aspects of the old negator. 3. The development process will continue indefinitely, so that negation is not simply a straight line of complete negation, but rather takes the shape of a spiral of negations of negations, which always inherit features from previous forms. Note that this conception of development as a spiral is simply an abstraction to help understand the essential characteristics of dialectical development and to distinguish this form of development from the metaphysical conception of linear development. In the example below, we see a depiction of the spiral development of aluminium through various stages of development. After raw aluminium is mined from the earth, it begins a repeating spiral development process of being refined into usable goods, then recycled into raw material. Figure 8. Materialist Dialectical Spiral Development The spiral development model of materialist dialectics sees every stage of development as a higher form of the previous stage, which carries forward characteristics from previous stages. The illustrated example on the previous page plots the spiral development of aluminium as it cycles between stages defined as raw materials and refined products. Another perspective might depict development differently. For example, if we are examining development in terms of external relations between aluminium and other elements, the development pattern would look different. In reality, all subjects have countless internal and external relations and development processes which can be examined. The raw aluminium stage of development pictured in the illustration is not truly the beginning of this development process. There are millions of years of development which occurred before it was first discovered by humans. Similarly, the landfill will not be the end of this development process. There will be continued development forever for as long as motion in the universe continues. This is a simplified and abstract model of development of aluminium. A more accurate representation might show any number of interim steps between each step depicted in the graphic above. For example, it must also be recognized that, in reality, the molecules of aluminium which the development process began with will be scattered and mixed with other subjects throughout the development process 
and various other complexities exist in terms of the mutual impacts of internal and external relationships. Determining the amount of detail to include or exclude in materialist dialectical analysis is crucial. Too much detail and analysis might become unwieldy. Too little detail and analysis might become too abstract and idealized to be useful in the real world. So the idea of development as a spiral should not be taken literally. It is simply a way of conceptualizing the differences between dialectical negation and development as opposed to straight-line development upheld by metaphysical conceptions of negation and development, always carrying forward traces of previous stages of development. In the chain of negations that make up the development process of things, phenomena, and ideas, each dialectical negation creates the conditions and premises for subsequent developments. Through many iterations of negation, i.e. negations of negations, Dialectical negation will inevitably lead to a forward tendency of motion. Annotation 202. The forward tendency of motion describes the tendency for things, phenomena, and ideas to move from less advanced to more advanced forms through processes of motion and development. As a reminder, lower level and higher level, i.e. less advanced and more advanced, should not be taken to have any connotations of good and bad, nor of desirable and undesirable, nor even of less complex and more complex. Development from lower levels to higher levels is simply a shorthand for understanding the fact that development processes always move forward. That is to say, development can never happen in reverse, just as time itself can never be reversed. For example, society in Italy will never go back to the civilization of the Roman Empire. It is conceivable that Italian society could develop to be more similar to ancient Rome, but it would be impossible for Roman society to ever take on the exact characteristics of the Roman Empire again. Cyclicality of development processes usually takes place in the form of a spiral, which is another result of negation of negation. Negations of negations lead to a development cycle in which things, phenomena, and ideas often undergo two fundamental negations carried through three basic forms. Through this negation pattern, basic features of the initial form are ultimately inherited by the third form, but at a higher st Annotation 203. Dialectical development tends to take place through a cyclical pattern in which development is carried through a triad of forms which develop through a pair of dialectical negation processes. Figure 9. The cyclical pattern of development is an abstract pattern of dialectical change over time. The graphic above illustrates the cyclical pattern in which 1. The initial form, the assertion, begins the pattern. Contradiction within the initial subject, or between it and another subject, leads to the first negation. The first negation leads to a second form, the negation. The second form inherits some features or characteristics from the initial form. 3. The second form then encounters opposition, which leads to a second negation. 4. The second negation leads to a third form, unity, which retains the features or characteristics of the second form, but now more closely resembles the first, initial form, only at a higher level of development. Imagine a new car, initial form crashes into another car, contradicting subject. The new car is dialectically developed, negated, into a second form, a wrecked car. The second form is now contradicted by a new subject, a recycling center, and negated into a third form, new steel. The third form possesses characteristics of the first form, but in a more developed form. After being recycled, the resulting steel is newly made, in good condition for sale, etc similarly to the first form of the new car. Figure 10. In this example, a new car goes through a cyclical pattern of development in which the third form, new steel, possesses characteristics of the first form, a new car. Keep in mind that this is relative to one's perspective. If you consider the wrecked car to be the first form, then the steel would be the second form. The new steel will then need to be developed in some way, melted, hammered, cut, etc., in order to be processed into some new product. From this perspective, the third form, i.e. molten steel, will have characteristics of the first form, i.e. unrefined. According to Marx and Engels, the development of capitalism from feudalism assumed this cyclical pattern. 
See figure 11. Metaphysical dialectical development process paralleled with dialectical development of class structure. The development of class structure is a dialectical process in which different classes synthesize to form the next era of class society. For example, the capitalist class emerged primarily as a synthesis of the feudal lords and peasants of the medieval era. Note that this is only an abstract description of a tendency of dialectical development. Exceptions can and do occur. Presumably, the development of communism as a stateless, classless society would constitute the negation of the class society form of human civilization. The post-class stage of development which follows would itself be a higher form, a unity, of pre-class human civilization carrying forward traces from the class society stage of development. Also note that determining which form is the first or initial pattern is entirely relative. Using the example of the development of class society, from one perspective the patricians may be seen as the initial form, but from another perspective the plebeians might be considered the initial form. This depends entirely on the viewpoint and purpose of analysis. These conceptions of spirals of development and the pattern of three forms through two negations are, in essence, models which describe general tendencies and patterns of development which help us understand the basic characteristics of dialectical negation and development. Lenin describes the cycle of dialectical development as going, quote, from assertion to negation, from negation to unity with the asserted, without this dialectics becomes empty negation, a game, skepsis, examination, observation, consideration, end quote, footnote 11, annotation 204. Here assertion simply refers to the initial form of a dialectical development cycle. The negation is the second form and the unity is the third form, which resembles the first form, the assertion, at a higher stage of development. So in this quotation, Lenin is simply recounting the three steps of a typical dialectical development cycle and indicating that it is necessary to recognize this process, which is rooted in the inheritance of properties of prior forms through development into ever higher forms, to prevent dialectics from becoming empty negation, or otherwise falling prey to the critiques that dialectics are purely negative, skeptical, and eclectic in nature. See Annotation 200 and Annotation 36. The law of negation of negation generalizes the pervasive nature of development. Dialectical development does not take the form of a straight path, but rather in the form of a spiral path. Lenin summarized that this path is, quote, a development that repeats, as it were, stages that have already been passed, but repeats them in a different way, on a higher basis. The negation of the negation. A development, so to speak, that proceeds in spirals not in a straight line. End quote. Footnote 12. The tendency to develop in a spiral curve demonstrates the dialectical nature of development, i.e. the cycle of inheritance, repetition, and progression. Each new round of the spiral appears to be repeating, but at a higher level. The continuation of the loops in a spiral reflects an endless progression from lower levels to higher levels of things, phenomena, and ideas. In short, the law of negation of negation in materialist dialectics reflects the dialectical relationship between the negative and the assertion, i.e. the second and first forms of a dialectical development cycle, in the development process of things, phenomena, and ideas. Dialectical development is driven by dialectical negation. In the development of all things, phenomena, and ideas, the new is the result of inheriting characteristics from prior forms. This process of inheritance, repetition, and progression through negation leads to cyclical development. Engels wrote, quote, What is the negation of the negation? An extremely general, and for this reason extremely far-reaching and important, law of development of nature, history, and thought. End quote. Footnote 13. Annotation 205. In the same text quoted above, Engels elaborates that dialectical development is composed of Quote, processes which in their nature are antagonistic, contain a contradiction, transformation of one extreme into its opposite, and finally, as the kernel of the whole thing, the negation of the negation. C. Meaning of the methodology. The law of negation of negation is the basis for correct perception of the tendency of motion and development of things, phenomena, and ideas. 
Development and motion processes do not take place in a straight line. Rather, it is a winding, complex road consisting of many stages, and each process can be broken down into many different sub-processes. However, it must be understood that this complexity of development is only the manifestation of the general tendency to move forward. See Annotation 118. It is important to understand the nature of motion and development so that we can systematically change the world according to our revolutionary viewpoint. In order to consciously impact the development of things, phenomena, and ideas, we need to know their characteristics, nature, and relationships so that we can influence their motion and development in the direction that suits our purposes. We must comprehend and leverage the tendency of forward movement in accordance with a scientific and revolutionary worldview in order to effectively and systematically change the world. Annotation 206. Understanding the forward tendency of motion is vital for cultivating a worldview which is both scientific and revolutionary. Such a worldview is scientific because it recognizes the material reality that all things, phenomena, and ideas are constantly undergoing change and development. Nothing in our universe is static, and all things are connected and defined by internal and external relationships, which are also constantly developing. Furthermore, this development progresses with a forward tendency, meaning that no process can be completely reversed. For example, you can clean rust from a car, which would be forward progress, but you can't reverse the temporal process of rust. Once we understand that all things, phenomena, and ideas in our universe are constantly developing and moving forward, we can then begin to find ways to impact motion and development systematically to consciously change the world around us. This is the foundation of a revolutionary worldview, since revolutionary change requires us to leverage and influence development processes to suit our needs and revolutionary ambitions. Thus, materialist dialectics are an applied system of observation and practice through which we seek to understand development processes and consciously impact them to suit our needs. According to the rule of negation of negation, in the objective world, the new must inevitably come to replace the old. In nature, the new develops according to objective laws. In social life, new things arise from the purposeful, self-conscious, and creative actions of human beings. Therefore, it is necessary to leverage subjective factors as we seek to consciously impact the development of things, phenomena, and ideas. Annotation 207. Subjective factors are factors which we, as a subject, are capable of impacting. This may seem confusing since we have previously established that all external things, phenomena, and ideas have objective relationships with all other things, phenomena, and ideas. See annotation 108. Meaning that any given subject is external to every other subject, and thus no subject can directly and completely control the motion and development of any other subject. However, from the perspective of any given individual, there are certain things, phenomena, and ideas, as well as processes of motion and development, which we can impact. For example, if I see an apple on a table, the apple is objective to me. I can't simply will the apple to move with my consciousness alone, however, I can impact the apple through conscious activity. I can consciously will my hand to pick up the apple and move it to another location. Thus, factors which an individual can consciously impact are subjective factors. As revolutionists, we must focus on subjective factors. In other words, we must concentrate on that which we are capable of changing, since our purpose is to change the world. Focusing on factors which we can't impact is a waste of time. We must simply determine what can be changed and then determine the most efficient and effective ways of impacting development processes and changing the world. As revolutionists, we must have faith that we can introduce the new, faith in the success of the new. We must support the new and fight for the victory of the new. Therefore, it is necessary to overcome conservative, stagnant, and dogmatic thoughts which restrain the development of the new and resist the law of negation of negation. Annotation 208. Change is inevitable. All things, phenomena, and ideas undergo processes of motion and development. Any philosophy, ideology, or strategy which attempts to restrain motion and development is doomed to failure because change can neither be halted nor restrained. Thus, our strategies and actions must align with the material reality that change is inevitable, 
and we must seek to change the world by impacting processes of development and motion rather than attempting to reverse, restrain, or halt such processes. Ideologies which erroneously strive to restrict change and development include rigidity, see annotation 222, and conservatism, see annotation 236. In the process of negating the old, we must leverage the principles of inheritance with discretion. We must encourage the inheritance of factors that are beneficial to our goals as we simultaneously attempt to filter out, overcome, and reform factors which would negatively impact our goals. Annotation 209. If we understand the principle of inheritance, we can impact inheritance processes which derive from negation. For example, when repairing a car, we can seek out parts of the car which do not function properly or which do not suit the use case of the car and add or replace parts which are more suitable. In the same way, we can impact inheritance processes in our revolutionary political activities. We can seek to inherit characteristics from previous stages of development of our political organizations, social institutions, culture, etc., while simultaneously seeking to prevent the inheritance of traits and characteristics which are unsuitable for our revolutionary practices. Over time, we can attempt to impact the inheritance of traits and aspects which are more conducive to our purposes while limiting and filtering out traits and aspects which are hindrances. In an article titled New Life, written in 1947, Ho Chi Minh wrote about the dialectical relationship between the new and the old in building a new society, writing, quote, Not everything old must be abandoned. We do not have to reinvent everything. What is old but bad must be abandoned. What is old but troublesome must be corrected appropriately. What is old but good must be further developed. What is new but good must be done. Growing up in the old society, we all carry with us more or less bad traces of the old society in terms of our ideas and habits. Habits are hard to change. That which is good and new is likely to be considered bad by the people because it is strange to them. On the contrary, that which is evil yet familiar is easily mistaken as normal and acceptable. End quote. Ho Chi Minh understood the principles of development very well, as well as the difficulties we will face as revolutionaries as we try to change ourselves and our society. We must strive to develop a similar understanding as we move forward and attempt to affect the development of our world through practice and struggle. And that is going to do it for this week. A slightly chunkier episode, because I saw the end of the chapter in sight and figured we should just power on through it. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions, you can email leftistreading at gmail.com or contact the show on Twitter at leftistreading. Our intro and outro music is Decisions by Eric Medias. You can find it and more of his work on soundimage.org. This show is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network. You can go to abnormalmapping.com to find this and lots of other leftist podcasts. But that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening, and keep reading.